1: Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Ladies Night Pre Party. I am so excited to introduce you all to Ruby Cruz, who is electric in Willow. You in that, I mean I mean it, you in that role are just like a perfect pairing, and I love your energy as Kit so much. Oh my God, thank you so much, Perry. That is very sweet. That is awesome to hear. Thank you. I, I really do mean it, and sure. I have so much that I want to get to learn about you, and we kick off every Collider Ladies Night conversation here. Can you tell us the the movie, the performance, personal experience, whatever it may be, that first made you say to yourself, I have to be an actor, and nothing else?
2: Oh my gosh um that's a really good question I think about this actually often because I feel like I feel like I just I sort of always knew when I was really little that I was going to do this when I was older um and ah that's such a good question because there's so many different moments that sort of solidified that for me and, like, I remember as, as early as, like, kindergarten, being so sure that I was going to be an actor when I grew up. And, like, I was in a production of The Wizard of Oz. Well, it was, like, oh, The Wizard of Oz meets The Wiz. They sort of did this, like, <laughs> their own spin on things. And I, I was in kindergarten. and I was playing a um, a munchkin. And, and, uh, and then I, it was the night of the performance. And it was, like, this big hustle and bustle because of... Um, the lead munchkin who had the solo was sick and couldn't make it. And I remember my, <laughs> the director like approaching me and being like, are you ready? Are you ready to to take this on tonight? I, I'm going to cast you and you're going to step up. And I was just like five, like so prepared, so excited. And I sang my solo and I was like, this is, yeah, maybe that moment. I decided that this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. <laughs>
0: I feel like having that high pressure moment where you have to step up is a good indicator that you can totally. handle it. Totally. Um, speaking of stage work and, and doing that with Wizard of Oz, I got the inside information and I found out that you went to uh, theater school at DePaul University. Was the original goal for you? Did you originally dream of being on the stage and not necessarily on screen?
2: Mm. Um, I mean, I okay, so I can't really say that I went to DePaul or the theater school at DePaul because I went for three months. And then I I dropped out, but I I mean I was lucky enough to grow up in LA and like sort of always have theater available in school. Um, so I I did grow up on like doing stage performances in in theater class at, in like as little as obviously kindergarten and then middle school and high school as well. Uh, so I did sort of like grow up on stage, but I think I think my goal was just really to be able to do this it, like in any capacity at stage there's such different beasts and i think they're like both really beautiful in their own right but i i i mean i haven't done stage professionally yet and i'd love to but yeah i've been lucky enough to to sort of do anything honestly <laughs>
0: Oh, I I believe, I believe it'll happen. I have to go back and ask because, you know, a lot of times when someone studies acting in a program like that, that works yeah. for some people and for other people, it's better no. to get out there and gain experience. So what yeah. was it while you were studying in that program that made you think to yourself, like the right best step for me is to go yeah. this way instead of to stay in that program?
2: Yeah, I, I, that was like a big debate in my life for a while because I was auditioning while I was in high school, in the, like, I think my senior year, I started auditioning, um, and I was doing a few shorts, and that was really exciting and really fun. But then, you know, the natural trajectory is that is expected of you is to go to school and um, study something before you actually do it. And I like knew I wanted to do it already. And um but but I I decided to try it out. Why not? I I grew up in LA, so I've just would sort have of been here all my life. And I was like, yeah, let's let's have a new experience. Let's let's uh, let's go to school. But it was you know it's um when I was out there. I mean, my manager back here was like, please come home. There's so much opportunity for you. And I was I it was an it's an insane program, but it just didn't really I don't know. St- Structure like that isn't really where I feel best or I fit in best. And um, I knew that I wanted to work and sort of get experience that way. Um, And sort of the cost, you know, it was just like sort of it. I think it was best for me to to leave. And I I am really glad that everyone in my life just supported that decision because, you know, it's a scary one to make to sort of just be like, no, but I just had this weird I was really sure of myself. Sorry, I'm like rambling, but I was really sure of myself that I was gonna be able to do it. And I'm really glad that I, I trusted that, I think.
0: You're clearly carving the right path for yourself. Um, <laughs> here's here's a question that I, I ask a lot, but I'm curious uh, your answer, because you grew up in LA. I feel like most people I ask this to are from somewhere else in the country or the world, and then they like take the plunge and they relocate to LA. But when you're when you're living and growing up in Los Angeles in the Hollywood area, what did you think was step 1 to becoming an actor? And now looking back, was that first step you took like a legitimate good step to have taken or did you find something else that you would recommend to aspiring actors out there? Oh, interesting question. I mean, I feel like being from LA,
2: I definitely was always surrounded by it and sort of surrounded by the arts and um Hmm. I mean, I feel like I have my whole, my own relationship to LA then, uh, since I grew up here, like sort of navigating it and figuring out the different pockets that I feel, because it's so huge. Um, and I feel like it has a, such a different feel to someone who's from here. And in, in comparison to someone who sort of like moves here for the industry, like I didn't grow up in the industry. So I just sort of learned how to navigate around it and sort of find my home homey areas and sort of, um, my friends and stuff, but what was the first leap? I feel like the first, I don't know. I guess, I guess I was lucky enough to sort of grow up. I was, I grew up like falling in love with it and sort of like learning more about my relationship to acting and, um and sort of, yeah, I think that was, that was luckily my, I spent most of my life just like getting to know, what acting really meant to me. And then what was my, even, I think I was like, when I was seven, I was like, I'm deciding to do it now. And I I started auditioning and I was in a couple of commercials. Um, but then I was like, I remember telling my parents, I was like, I, do, I feel like this is what I'm going to do when I'm older. I feel like I should just relax and be a kid right now. Um, and then I did. And then I quit. I, I, I retired for a while. And then, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what my, I wish I could have advice for aspiring actors but it's it's just like there's so many different paths to sort of get to where you want to go and it's different for everyone and yeah I don't know.
0: <laughs> it is very true. Right, it's di- right. It is it's different for every That's that's why that's why I always love these Collider Ladies night conversations because yeah. it very well highlights the fact that there's no one right answer what for everybody and really what anything is, is possible.
2: Exactly and it's so easy to like fixate on how other people got to somewhere like how other people did things because I don't know but yeah it really just is so individual and it can happen in the blink of an eye or it can happen over years and years and years of studying and, and trying at something so yeah I think it's just different for everyone
0: Here's a big question for you that just came to mind based on what you were just saying about finding your relationship to acting of all the credits that you have thus far. Is there any particular one that kind of put that into perspective for you most in terms of, you know, the techniques that you're drawn to or, you know, the type of uh, stories that that I guess creatively fulfill you to tell? Yeah, definitely. I mean. That's a really interesting
2: question, because each of them, each role, I feel like teaches you something Different that for whatever reason you were supposed to learn in that specific moment. And I feel like ooh. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Acting is always so cathartic to me because it just like is sort of me experiencing, I don't know. I mean, it can be so playful and so different and so like play pretend, which I love. And then it also can be like you feeling things that you have neglected to feel for <laughs> years of your life. Um I don't, I feel like Kit, honestly, Kit taught me the most about myself and about this industry and sort of, she was, she was sort of the biggest bite to chew, I think. Um, Yeah, she's a, she's a tough one. She's a tough one to crack and when you do, it was like, she's crazy. (laughs) I don't know where I'm
0: going with that, but. Yeah, she got a whole lot of layers to her. We're that gonna get to some cool of that,
2: and it was was hard to learn alongside her. I think, but it was also really rewarding.
0: All right. I want to hit a couple other titles before we get to Willow. First, let's do Castle Rock, because I believe that was that was your first big professional set. And a first in that respect can, you know, always set, you know, certain expectations in terms of what it might be like to work on, like, big properties like that going forward. So what were some of the expectations that Castle Rock set for you? And then ultimately Mm -hmm. moving forward, did other shows meet those expectations or show you new corners of the industry?
2: Ah, good. I love your questions, Perry. <laughs> You're very thought-provoking. Um, okay, Castle Rock was insane because it was just like, it was the first time I was really on a, I'd only ever done shorts before that. And um, it was just this, I mean, I, I feel like I've been fortunate enough to be part of like these incredible projects from from the get-go. Like I really have just respected everyone I've worked with and been so, I felt so grateful to be able to work with such professionals and sort of like be on sets like that from the beginning of my career because it just did teach me everything and taught me to be professional in that way from the beginning. And I think, I mean, Castle Rock was so cool because I had Kathy Bates' character and Lizzie Kaplan's take on this character. And um it was really fun as an actor to like go back and and like, watch them and see what they did and also and and then build a whole background for that character and a whole backstory for um and like you don't exactly have to uh like carbon copy like what they did because people grow and change and it's sort of like figuring out who someone could have been at the core before they got there that was really cool um and it was the first time i like traveled for work And it was like in a hotel and just, it was just, it was, it was really, really fun. And everyone I worked with was really, really welcoming and really comforting. And it was,
0: yeah. It's a silly question to follow that up, but I feel like once you go on your first like work trip, Like, you you learn all, like, the the packing tips, tricks, and hacks. So, like, now that you've likely traveled a whole lot more for work, what's, like, an unexpected, like, random thing that you have to have with you to travel so that you can do your best possible work, but also be comfortable wherever you are in the world? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, to that question,
2: honestly, I'm unfortunately the – I haven't learned. Like, I really – we just did press for Willow in London and I was there for a week and I brought like three suitcases. Like I really just haven't learned to. But I also I, I think in, in regards to acting and like to do my best performance, I don't think I really need anything, which is great because. I mean, except for I do need. I bring the one thing I bring with me everywhere is this stuffed animal elephant and his name is Som Som. And I got him from the Arclight Light Sherman Oaks um gift shop when Arc Light was still around when I was like seven. And I carry him everywhere and he travels the world with me. And that's what I have to bring.
0: Everywhere that I go. makes me so happy. <laughs> keep that keep that forever <laughs> because it's important to you, but also because like the arc light lives in all of our hearts forever. Right? Exactly. And the arc light was such
2: a huge part of like my childhood and growing up and like going to the theater was m- my family's favorite thing to do. And now that I have SomSom, it's my last little piece of it. And uh, yeah, SomSom comes from everywhere.
0: <laughs> Here's another random question for you. As someone who grew up going to the movies often, what movie have you rewatched the most in your life? Oh, oh my gosh, that's such a good question.
2: Ooh. Uh, I mean I feel like maybe here's the thing there's so like a comfort movie of mine or like it's sort of more of just like (laughs) I guess it's its own genre is whenever I need a comfort movie whenever I'm sick whenever I'm sad whenever I just want to like feel better I watch anything Adam Sandler so I feel like I've seen a lot of Adam Sandler's movies over and over again and then but also I think Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was like I watched that when I was 14 and I remember that was also a very pivotal moment where I was like, okay, this, like that made me feel unlike I've ever felt before. And I, it, it, that movie just blew me away. And I think that I've, I've watched it sort of every year. I feel like since then, and I, it always just, it does something different to me. And I feel like that was a big moment watching that movie. I watched it on my birthday when I was turning 14 with my friend, Chelsea, she showed me it and um, I was like, I, I, I want to do some, I want to do that. That's. I want to make that movie. <laughs> that would be it.
0: What's it like having that movie make such a big impression on you and then going on to work opposite Kate Winslet in Mare of Oh
2: my God, it was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. I still don't believe that I, she's, God, she's been an idol of mine for so long and, and meeting her and learning that she's an actual, angel I think she's just so amazing she was so present with everyone on set with every with every sort of you know sets are huge bustling so many working pieces so many faces and she was just always right there with whoever she was talking to and I think she was she I I admire her so much just as who she is and also her work she's the best I love her
0: (laughs) It always yeah, that always makes me so cool. happy to hear when like idols live up to our standards. And yes. that, that's definitely something that's not surprising to hear about her, given how many of her scene partners I've spoken to and just watching her in interviews, too. She's always like peak professional and always giving responses that just show off like the deepest passion for her craft. Exactly, exactly.
2: And she like I felt like I was a fairly small role. And I, I mean, I was it was such a big production that it was. I was filming only a couple days every month. So, but every time I'd come back she'd be like, "Ruby, like what's new?" and ask me questions and remember things and I I it just it made me feel so comfortable in such a like foreign environment like that. It was so awesome.
0: Oh, it's yeah, so important best. on sets like that. All right, let's get into Willow. I guess let's start yeah. with the audition process. My big question about that is: what What would you say is the biggest difference between auditioning for like a gigantic, high profile Disney project mm-hmm. versus anything else you've ever auditioned for? That's okay. Well, so I didn't know what I was auditioning for
2: at first when I first read it because it's so, it's Lucasfilm is so kept under wraps. Like they're so secretive with everything. John wrote like who's the writer and, and showrunner? He wrote the uh the scene where I'm like in a cafe or something and I'm just like really being mean to this girl um (laughs) and so I like read it and I wasn't really sure what it was at first um and then I think after that what even I can't even I can't remember my my audition process was super super fast like I was I got brought on pretty late in the game and i sent in my tape i filmed it over facetime with my manager Shayna, um and like filmed on my computer my my technology is always breaking down so Shayna's always like facetiming me trying to help me uh so i i sent that in and then the next day i think i got a call from john that was like hey so um yeah we're gonna do a chemistry read tomorrow um and I was like, shoot, okay. So then I did this chemistry read with Ellie Bamber, who's insane. So wonderful. So lovely. And I, I, <laughs> I remember being extremely nervous and telling her that her voice sounded like a flute and then being like, I'm so sorry, like <laughs> just being really apologetic and telling them outwardly that I was very nervous. And I thought I completely bombed it. And I don't normally get nervous, honestly. I think I don't know if it was the scale of the production bringing it back to your question, but it was more of just like, I think I really cared about it. And when that happens, you sort of get worked up or sort of doubt yourself more. And, and um, <laughs> yeah, I remember after that, I just called Shane and I was like, "This, I'm, I'm saying goodbye. I'm saying goodbye. I'm releasing it. I'm letting it go. I'm just, I'm really, I think I even texted John because he, we were like talking and I was like I'm letting this go thank you for the opportunity I'm gonna go like take a shot of tequila I think that's exactly what I said to him and then I just sort of forgot about it or tried to but thought about it all day and then the next day I got the call that I was gonna move to Wales it happened like in the span of three days it was very it was roller coaster it was a roller coaster moment. that is
0: Absolutely wild. Given how fast that happened and also how many layers that we discover of kits throughout the first season of the show, what would you say is the biggest difference between your very first impression of her when you first signed on and then ultimately who she turned out to be, especially as you even like, you know, behind the scenes and for yourself started to kind of fill in her, her world, you know, in between the lines on the pages that you were given.
2: Right. I mean, Kit is so abrasive. You meet her and she's so, I mean, she's so strong and she's so brave and she's so sure of herself, which is like, I really admire that, but she's also so abrasive, so reactive, so quick to just blow up and like not think before she speaks. And I mean, i I feel like in the there were moments in the beginning where it's like you want people to root for this character, you know, you want people to ultimately like her, even though she, she is so mean, <laughs> like, I think I was thinking about that in the beginning. But I think as time went on and as I learned more about her, it's just that I think is what makes her so special and so beautiful is that she is so messy and 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 has no idea what she's talking about most of the time and gets herself into trouble and is wrong about things. And I think that that is also really admirable and, and to watch her learn and to learn with her was super cool. And, and sort of to be able to be this representation of the complications of growing up, like as a young woman too, like you, you, I don't know, like she she's just so unique and so authentic to how messy life can get, and I, I, that sort of sentence didn't make sense, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say, um, yeah, she, and I think it was also really cool, Was we were going sort of on this journey together, no matter how different the journeys were, or how different we were, like, I was moving to Wales, and I was going into the unknown, and I was, like, taking on this role in this project and this new experience that i'd never done before and sort of i'm in a in a new world where i don't know anyone in wales like i just like sort of transplanted into a new place and had to figure it out for myself i think that was very similar to what she was going through um she went out into the unknown and sort of was around all these people that she didn't know or trust yet and um yeah i think that was that was really cool parallel that we went to on that um quest together
0: there we go <laughs> <laughs> i love it um i have to let you go in a minute so i'm going to squeeze in one more no! question and i'll put okay. up the spoiler warning for this one for anyone out there who has not seen the first episode of of willow oh we have a few more minutes all right i'm going to do this one but then i have a fun question that i want to end on okay. Okay. um all right so spoiler spoiler alert for the first episode of willow season one everyone yes. has been warned Okay yes. so this is like a big convoluted question but I'm very curious after Alora's identity is revealed to Kit what was it like trying to figure out the right balance of responses for her to have and how she starts behaving after that because hmm. there, there's so many layers like you were annoyed by her before and you still are now but mm-hmm. also like I guess the, the group power dynamic changes, especially for someone yeah. like Kit, who's who's probably always used to being the highest priority to protect. And then, yeah. like, uh, like, on top of that, there's also so many moments where, like, yes, you two bicker, but, but Kit always steps up and protects her when she yeah. needs to. So what was it like yeah. making sure all of those things are present, but, like, one is not overwhelming the other too much? Ah.
2: That, that was really fun to play with, honestly, because that relationship is so, so layered. There's so... I mean, I don't, how much have you seen? I also don't want to spoil anything because... I've seen six episodes. Episodes. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> well, okay. Obviously, initially, Kit is... She grew up as royalty, you know? She grew up... Although, no matter how hard she tries to um Reject her, her responsibility and her. Like no matter how hard she tries to run from that life that she was born into, she she grew up royalty. She grew up a princess in a kingdom that is kept inside of a barrier where all she knows is the like the, everybody knows each other. The small town where she's the most important person, and she's definitely like fa- having someone else now be the center of attention is really i feel like shocking to her to her entire sense her senses her entire existence like she and she especially someone especially her especially someone that she like thought to be so she was so sure she was absolutely just an obstacle to get over and move past like and Elora and I think has they're both such big personalities and they both have so many they're so stubborn they're so similar in so many ways that I think like holding that mirror up and actually seeing herself seeing someone be strong and defensive back I think was like sort of very tough for her and um but also but also like I don't want to spoil anything but her like her father her father's so sort of she grew up hearing stories about her father and Alora Dannon and and that sort of side to her is a very soft spot and I think work like working that in their relationship changes so much
0: throughout the whole I can't I don't want to I don't want to say another word I don't want to You're say you're word. doing a really good job dancing around <laughs> the later season spoiler. I feel like I've I've hit the like the game changing part. I think it's episode 5 and 6 where uh so, some stuff happens and it's, it's some really, really effective scenes that I also will not go too far in talking about, but they're very, very good. Um, uh, I'll wrap this up with one silly one, but I love asking this question just because I love zombie apocalypse movies. So I'm going to paint a scene for you right now. There is a zombie outbreak on the set of Willow. You can pick two co-stars to team up with you. Who do you pick in order to give yourself the best chance of surviving a zombie outbreak? Oh my god. Well, see, that's that's hard because you're you're asking me
2: who Wait, like that's, the real people, well, not my, their characters. In my brain Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my brain I go, you're asking me to pick two people to save. But then I'm like, well, how do I know that I'm going to I'm going to be the one to like, <laughs> but I do know I'm the one to survive. Honestly, I feel like I would. I'd make it out OK. I think I, I might not fight the fight, but I would maybe learn how to live among them or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd probably take. I, I think me, Dempsey and Aaron could put our heads together and figure out. i don't know what we do we'd like go to costco or something and lock the doors and just live there
0: and then we'd i'd pick them because we'd have fun (laughs) i can't believe there hasn't been a zombie apocalypse movie where people are not at a mall but they're in a costco that makes a million times more sense
2: there's like one door there's one in and out you shut it (laughs) you're fine (laughs) you can live there there's like there's furniture there's food you make that
0: that movie not like a colony. Me. <laughs> Costco colony. i'm I'm hoping we're willing this into existence <laughs> because I want to see that movie, right? Where would you go? Where would you go? I mean, now I'm going to Costco, right? I- that, that was like when I
2: was little, I was like, that's brilliant.
0: <laughs> that's so smart I. I would die in a zombie apocalypse mainly because I live in LA, but my family is in New York. So I would do the stupid thing where I would like pack up the cat and get in the car and try to drive cross country to get to, and obviously I would yeah. never make it because it like weeks. people on the road would kill me there wouldn't be gas, something like that. Yeah. yeah. What would happen with planes? Do you think they would, would they go down? Planes further? are going.
2: Planes, are, Planes gone. are going down. Are gone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all, all I can think of now is um, is have you seen Station Eleven? I haven't the seen HBO series. Yet. I have so but good, but there's there's an airport component that is very very
2: Ooh. good. Ooh, I th- I think of Warm Bodies. Don't they have like a? Aren't they in the plane? for a while. They're like living they in
0: They are They're in an airport. So if you watch, this is really, this is the weirdest thing. If you watch Warm Bodies, they took journalists on set of that movie to do a set visit and they dressed us all up as zombies and there's a, uh, Wait, you there's like a, a I mean, I'm like, like a teeny tiny dot in That's like so the cool. corner of a frame, but I am there and wearing everything that I would not normally wear in real Oh my, life. God.
2: Oh my God. I love that more than anything.
0: That's so smart. That's so very, very random experience. (laughs) All right. I think I have to let you go now because you have a lot of work to do because you have a show to celebrate. But seriously, huge, huge, huge congratulations on Willow. And there is no doubt in my mind you will be back on this show soon and I'll get to ask you more of my weird, random questions. I
2: love your questions very much. Thank you so much for talking with me.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.